And there it is. Okay. <clears throat> so, welcome to the first... Um, I've probably already done a podcast on the I Hate Matt Wall website, but this is going to be kind of like the first I Hate Matt Wall podcast hosted by yours truly, Matt Wall. If you are listening to the audio version of this, you're listening to it through my website, but if you are watching the video version of this, that means you are on Patreon and one of my patrons, patrons, and thank you. Um, so yeah, so if you want to, um, view this instead of just listening to it, um, jump over to patreon.com slash Matt Wall and, um, that will be how that goes. Now, before I forget to check, let me do this real quick because I want to do the bitchin' shoutouts for Patreon. And I think I only have two patrons at the minute. But let's look. I started this um, yesterday. Was the uh, the big um, the big go. So I want to thank Michael McGrath and Deborah Kurtz. You two are fucking awesome. And as of right now, this video is just for you two. So, not the band you two, but the two of you. Um, yes. Alright, so that is that. Hopefully this will start... <clears throat> growing a bit, dude. I have been up for seriously, like, maybe 20 minutes. Um, so this is kind of a huge thing. Like, I am having my morning cup of coffee, my morning cigarette, my morning, like, why the fuck am I here? What is this all for? Um, oh, existential crisis. That's what it is. My morning existential crisis. And you guys get to be here for the whole fucking thing. There's an ant that is crawling in and out of my keyboard on my computer. These fucking ants, man. I tried pepper water. I tried lemon water. I tried... We didn't have any chalk, so I used pastels. That doesn't work. Um, just a heads up. But they just, like, they're not, they don't find anything, but there's scout ants everywhere. So, like, any room in the house you go into, there's at least one ant, like, wandering around aimlessly. And they're really little. Like, <clears throat> after being in the desert, the ants in the desert are, like, as big as chihuahuas compared to, like, these fucking things. But anyway... So, um, so this podcast, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be doing on it. Um, I'm trying to figure out a way to keep this different enough from my YouTube channel because my YouTube channel, I just like talk shit about books and you know, whatever. But, um, because, uh, 
this is going to be um, hosted on my website, and the video of it's going to be hosted on Patreon. I, I'm like, okay, like, we're going to make this as me-centric as possible, and hope that somebody gives a fuck. Um, so that's kind of how that goes. Let's see here. So, um, I guess I could talk about the releases, my releases coming up because there is some shit. So if you haven't seen it already, fucking dogs barking. So anxious anxiety, um, early stories, 2007 to 2013. Um, this is out now on the Etsy shop. And if you are on the benefactor tier on Patreon, I just send these out to you when I make them. So, um, so there's that. But anyway, so um, this is actually really fun. Um, when I went back and read some of this stuff, I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I dedicated the book to my kid and said, "I hope you never have to read this." Um, should I read something to you out of here? I'll read something to you out of here. See, that's a good one. But that'll make me cry, so I don't want to read that. Um, <clears throat> okay, I guess I'll read this. This is probably kind of foul. Um, this is called Numb. Oh no, I thought to myself, how could this be? I was still thinking to myself. I swore this would never happen again. Still thinking. Damn it. That one was out loud. <clears throat> that wind chime is fucking loud. Um... That one was so loud that it echoed through the bathroom and rang in my ears so loudly that it rattled the fillings in my teeth. <clears throat> that last... That last statement could show either how strong my manly boisterous war cry was or it could show how poorly I take care of my teeth that my fillings would be loose in teeth that have already been shown to be not taken care of very well in the first place I will let you decide my problem that has upset me so is that I am once again stuck on the toilet with my legs completely numb there is a slang term for this, which is that my legs have fallen asleep, which means there really isn't any feeling other than a super uncomfortable pressure topped with pins and needles as the feeling starts to come back. This has happened before, leaving me stuck in the toilet for sometimes close to an hour before I get the feeling back in my appendages. So in other words, to understand my fear is to understand me. I hate feeling, I hate the feeling of being trapped. I hate the feeling of my limbs coming off. 
This happens way too frequently. I need my limbs, goddammit. They are mine. One of my fears that some of you non-believers might call irrational is when getting up, I may snap my ankle, put too much weight on it, have it roll underneath me and come apart at the joint. Another fear I have is that if my legs never, what if my legs never regain consciousness? That would be awful. I would be sitting there until someone came and found me with my rotted dead legs hanging black and blue over the side of the toilet bowl with a dehydrated and confused me attached to the lifeless mass at the hip. Horrifying. The other fear that I have had in the past, but not so much anymore, since even I find this one a little far-fetched, is that a snake comes up through the toilet and bites my winky and coin purse that hang ever so playfully over the water. The older I get, the closer my balls get to the water. This might be a very strong possibility if I lived in a place that was overrun by reptiles of varying breeds. I also would get a little scared that they might think my back door is a place they can make home. Seeing that a snake-like creature just exited the structure, maybe it's up for grabs. Perhaps instead of voicing my fears, I should articulate to you how I ended up in such a precarious position in the first place. See, I was evacuating my bowels when, like most sit-downs, I pull Wikipedia up on my phone and do a bit of reading. Today, for instance, I was reading about what your bowel movements could tell you about your health. I have been concerned for some time that my bowel movements were that of a sickly person, and this welled up quite a bit of fear and anxiety. I won't get into detail with you about the description of said movements, but it was enough to raise curiosity while evacuating. Next thing I know, it has been an hour or so of me sitting doing nothing but reading with pants down. Scratch that, I also Instagrammed a funny shot of me on the toilet. But other than that, I did nothing. There is a good possibility that whatever remnants there may be back there they're dried and would be unwilling to come off by simple act of rubbing it dry with rubbing it with dry thin tissue this is how problems start this is also how multiple problems escalate realizing i haven't had Realizing that I haven't even tried to clean myself up yet satisfactorily and sanitarily made, me, made my nervousness increase. I quite possibly had bacteria that I would not be able to clean off properly until I'd be able to get into the shower to properly wash. So now, as I said, it festers. Festers like a damn plague ready to kill us all. Or at least me. What if this is how the zombie outbreak starts? Someone with a dirty asshole. 
I grabbed the toilet paper and pulled off exactly four squares that I fold into smaller squares. No need to use more than that. I have old pipes. The toilet here clogs often. More paper than this, and I would have numb legs, nowhere to relieve myself in the coming hours. Soon my genitals would be submerged in a murky, stinky fluid that would soon be running down to my feet, also with me unable to get away. Plus, I'm barefoot at the moment. In fact, my toilet clogged this morning from urine. Urine! Do you understand? I leaned forward a bit in order to get to the wiping part of cleanliness when I noticed greater pressure being put on my legs. I recoiled. What if I make it worse by leaning to wipe? Chances are the fecal matter that dried onto my buttocks and anus. Oh, chances are. Okay. There really isn't anything I could do about this at the present, but if I can hang on or hang in there for a bit, the feeling in my legs might come back enough for me to get up and jump into the shower and give myself a thorough cleaning. I just noticed that my feet and ankles might be swelling. Should I worry about this? I don't really ever make note of the shape and size of my feet and ankles. I really should, I guess. If I make it out of here, that will be my first objective after the anus cleaning. It's been roughly 10 minutes, no change. Ever since I brought up that toilet snake, having a snack or finding a new home... I haven't been able to shake it. I haven't had that fear since I was 12. I'm a grown man. Snakes don't come up out of people's toilets, do they? I'll Google it. Oh my God, I yelled. Get me out of here. Help, please. I'm very upset. I looked that up. Although I won't lie, I do feel quite validated that my fears as a child have some validity. I must get up off this death trap and make it into the shower to eliminate all the bacteria from my anus. I make sure that my feet are flat on the ground and square with my shoulders. I rock back and forth a bit since I'm afraid to actually push on my thighs to get my fat ass off the toilet seat. One, two... Three, I lean forward and gracefully fly right off the toilet. I straighten my back. My ankle says, snap. Good Lord, I cried. <clears throat> I fall to the floor, bump my head on the tub. Once looking down at my foot, I realized that, yes, my foot was now on sideways. Another thing I notice is that seeing things like this upsets my stomach. I figured this out by vomiting heavily while lying on my back in pain from my sideways foot. The vomit ran up my nostrils into my eyes, back into my mouth, ran down into my ears, which really made me feel I was drowning. The rancid smell of whatever the fuck it was I had for lunch filled the room. 
I couldn't really see things properly since it was excruciating to open my eyes for longer than a second. Now I had two reasons to make it to a shower. Rinse my anus out and also get the vomit out of my face holes. I knew that there was a small stand that I keep towels on about a foot away. If I could shimmy myself over to it, I might be able to use it to boost myself up off the floor. My legs are still numb, pins and needles. The pain from what I can assume now is a broken ankle starting to heighten. I need a doctor fast, but wouldn't be caught dead with a poopy backside and a beard full of partially digested food. I finally made it to the stand. I grab it and slowly start trying to make my ascent up its wrought iron frame. I also now realize that I am way too heavy for this to actually work. The stand comes at my face. I hit the ground with force with the impact. With the impact, luckily bounces the stand back up into almost its original position. There was one thing I forgot to mention. Also on the stand was a potted plant. A plant with a very wide, thick, and heavy ceramic pot. I point this out because as I finish this sentence, it's coming down to meet my face. Red pool call help. So that's numb out of anxious anxiety. Um, that was kind of fun, yeah? Wow. Look at us go here. A cigarette went out like five times. Um, it's early, and I'm reading stuff. You can barely see. Does that happen to you guys? Like, in the morning, like, you... Your eyesight gets better throughout the day, but in the morning, your eyesight's like, yeah, fuck you, we're still asleep. Oh, man. I need about seven more of those. So that was fun. But yeah, Anxious Anxiety is up on my Etsy shop now. And now, um, this is going to be like the big announcement. I probably should have started with this. Because um, people probably either ran away hearing about poopy backsides and shit like that. Um, I don't want to get really into it. I'm talking about like three different things here. My mind's racing. That story numb. Um, that was one of the uh, that was one of the only times um, my father, who was also a writer. That was one of the only times he verbally told me um, how impressed he was with my writing. But yeah, I don't want to get much more into that. <sighs> because this is a fun fucking time we're having here. Um, but yeah, what I, what I was talking about, what I should have led with... Um, was what's happening next month. Next month is like a really big month. Um, <clears throat> next month is August. Um, 
2021. And I had a chap, a poetry chapbook coming out next month. And I already had them printed. This is it. It's called One Night. <clears throat> I tried to be clever and cute. And so now no one knows what the fuck this is called. They're like, like, I don't know. I thought it was clever when I did it. Um, but you never know. But yeah, um, all these poems were written in one night. Um, back in February 2020. I'm trying to remember the date. I think it was like the 21st or the 22nd. I can't remember. Um, it's in the, this was the, like, proof copy I did, but I put that in, um, the, uh, I don't know what you call it. Oh, yeah, okay. Anyway, <clears throat> so, this was coming out anyway, and, um, I was putting together a another crowdfunding campaign for my next big collection. Um, and that is called fingering the mundane. <clears throat> and it's, um, my early, uh, poetry chapbooks that are now out of print. So they're, um, it's, uh, what are they called? Do my brain. Um, All my friends are dead. God, I don't know why I can't remember the name of that one. <clears throat> All my friends are dead. Um, the exhausted bird. Ingrown air. Acid and DNF'd. So it's five um, poetry chapbooks that. Um, I had written and published in between 2016 and 2019. And, um, I didn't mean for them to be limited runs, but like I would print a bunch of them <clears throat> to take to like a zine fest or something. And, um, I don't think I was thrilled with the formatting of them. Like, I thought they looked kind of... Kind of tacky. And two of them, at least. Especially, um... Ingrown Air and Acid. Were such rush jobs. Like, I remember putting those together the night before... Um... Going to this big zine fest in Pomona. And, um... Like, I just was, I was looking at everything I had. Like, I had, like, the first three issues of Weird Mask, I think. And, um... Fuck. I think that was really all I had to take. Um, and I had a couple of the first two chapbooks. So, um... I'm like, I need fucking more shit for my table. This is crazy. So I <clears throat> put those two books together... And, um, I didn't edit the poems. I just, like, put them in there. So, the uh, there was just tons of misspellings in there. And, like, um, it's just embarrassing. But, yeah, so I totally fucked that up. 
and then DNF'd, um, wasn't a very big one, but it had like, I think like six poems in it, but they were kind of longer poems. So whatever, but like the whole idea behind it was, it was like poems that I felt like I either didn't finish or that I didn't have a place for them. So they would never be like finished. So like putting out like a DNF chat book, like it just felt like housekeeping, you know? <clears throat> so that was cool. But like ingrown air, like I can't remember how many pages it was, but it was like 70 pages or something on its own. It, it was a big chunker. And Acid has probably the worst idea for a poem I've ever written in it, which was, uh, um, it took Acid and did, like, a voice recording of the entire night. And then, um, like, the next day or whatever, I tried to make sense of that recording and was, like, typing out everything that was happening and, um, it makes no sense. Like, it didn't make much sense to me. There's some gems in there, but it's more of like a, uh, exercise. And so the poem itself is fucking long as shit. It's like, it's like a, it's like a weird little epic poem. It's like 15 fucking pages of just nonsense. It's hysterical. But anyway, <clears throat> so that's that. And then um, when I first uh, sat down to start doing poetry that wasn't based on um, the way Edgar Allan Poe writes a poem, um, that's funny. But uh, when, <laughs> when I decided I was going to start like just trying to write poetry, I wanted to write a book of all the pet rats I've had through my life because at the time I had just gotten, um, my kid, a rat, a pet rat for Christmas and the cage and all the shit and everything. And it was just making me think of all of the, um, the rats I've had as pets over the years. And the funny thing about it is, is that like when you come up with like a theme like that, like a topic, you realize that with every rat you picked up, <laughs> I'm trying to like make this more broad, but like, I don't know how to do that. But like, I was in a different place in my life every time I got rats. And um, they were almost like weird benchmarks for um, me growing in life <clears throat> and it was a really cool idea and I wrote um about the first four rats I had and then I just <clears throat> and I just never went back to it and I was like oh that's fucking stupid because now talking about it I'm like I should have fucking finished that but anyway so that book never came out those poems were never published but they're going to be in this collection. So Fingering the Mundane um, is about 250 pages of um, my early poetry, I guess is the best way to put it. 
And um, I didn't think the book was going to be that long because the end of everything was 100 pages. And um, so I'm like, oh, okay. So this is like more than double that. So um, the price for it, obviously, is a lot more. Um, I'm going to freak you out here. It's uh, doubled. So um, that's how that works. Um, Like the price to print the books. And I was going to just, like, do the books and, like, put them up on Amazon through, like, CreateSpace or something. But, like, the personal touch of, like, the numbering of the books, the signing the books, the um, making out inscriptions in the books, like, that that's gone when you do stuff like that. And um, that's, like one of the things about like self-publishing and like doing Etsy that I really um feel is like a part of me now like I've been doing it with the chat books I did it with the end of everything I I feel like that is like how you do this and so not doing that makes it feel I don't know like go into a party and it's really dark and you're really fucked up and like you sleep with some chick in a room full of other people and then you leave the next day when you wake up and you realize you don't know who you slept with and um you just feel kind of weird and dirty. Like, you're glad you got fucked, but at the same time, you're like, that was odd and weird and creepy. So I probably whittled down my audience of who could, um, like, understand what the fuck I'm talking about to a very small number. A lot of you have probably checked out, but there's, like, three of you who are going, oh, shit, I know exactly how that feels. Like, yep, yep, okay. Keep talking, buddy. I, I, I got you. I got you. So anyway, um, long story short, too late, asshole. Um, I was going to wait to do this thing until September for some fucking stupid reason. I don't even know why that was like in my head, like, oh, I'm going to wait till September to do the Indiegogo. Um, but then I realized that I'm doing the second Poetic Anarchy course in September and August is right here and I'm not doing any like big projects, but I am doing some like podcast interviews with different people about the poetic anarchy course. And I'm like, shit, I should be doing this while I'm doing that. So, um, yeah. So, um, this got pushed up a bit. And so now I like the, um, fingering the mundane, um, Indiegogo campaign is going to go live on August 1st. So my one night, um, chat book is going to go out, um, on the second, I guess. So I feel like I'm kind of double dipping and I hope that's okay. But like, Um, there are people who are very used to the chat books coming out regularly. I've been doing them regularly since April now. And, um, 
I don't know. I, I don't like to break habits, you know. I like monthly publishing. Really enjoy it as like a creator. Um, it gives me something to look forward to each month. And um, I don't know. So <clears throat> that's going to happen. So now um, the following month, like if you liked Anxious Anxiety, um, the in September I'm going to put out one called Four for Panic, which is... And if you've been following me since like 2013 um, in my writing and stuff, you'll remember that like I did this collection called um, Creepology that I put out and that had a lot of the anxious anxiety stories in it, but it also had these like bigger short stories. Like, I don't know if you, they would be considered novellas. I don't think they would. Um, bacon would, but it's a unsane Sam gonorrhea, the killing of P three and bacon. And then, um, there was another, Oh, free Kindle books. Shit. I need to go back and look at um, Panic because now it might be five for Panic. I can't remember what I put in there. Damn it. Um, but yeah, so that was when I was doing these like little novellas every month. Um, but I want to put them all together and um, put them out. Those were fun stories. And if you like the weirdness of the anxious anxiety stories... Um, the panic stories are definitely right up there. In fact, I had a bacon, gonorrhea, unsane Sam, and free Kindle books. I don't think I ever put the killing of P3 up on my Etsy shop as an individual book, but, um, I just sold the last of all of those. Like I had like two more copies of bacon. And, um, so now those are gone from Etsy. So I figure this is a good time to put those out. Um, so that'll be out in September. Um, and then I know one of the, um, things about, uh, the Patreon is that, the benefactor level people and maybe the publisher level people. I can't remember. Um, they have, uh, the ability to vote for what my next chat book's going to be. I plan in advance. So, um, I'm actually, I have all my chat books ready to go, um, through October. And I guess I'll tell you what October's is, but it's called, um, 13 miles south of hell. Um, and it's a poetry chapbook, but it's like horror poetry, like really, um, horrific, monstrous, terrifying shit, or at least terrifying to me. That's why I wrote it. But, um, so it's just like kind of goes with Halloween. So when the voting opens up, it'll be for like November, December, and January. Um, so keep that in mind. And, um, I'm going to read one from one night here. Um, and I'm wondering, let me know what you think about this. <clears throat> um, 
I know there's somebody who does something like this, and I don't know if they do it just once a year, if they do it every month, but there's like some like weird poetry um, challenge on YouTube where like you have to write so many poems in a day or in 24 hours or something like that. Um, if you guys want to do something like that, because doing this book, I didn't plan on doing it like that. But then when I hit like the last poem, because I wrote 20 poems, um, that night. Um, and when I realized that I had written that many poems, like I wrote a poem called 20th poem of the night where I'm like talking about Jesus Christ. Can't believe I just wrote 20 poems in a very short period of time. And, um, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out what to read you guys. Cause like that one's really good. Yeah, I'll read to you The Elephant Man. Because this is kind of weird. What page is that on? 19. Okay. So again, this will be out on August 2nd. Um, one night when I was little, my older sister and I were watching The Elephant Man on TV in my grandma's bedroom. My sister had just got out of the shower, and she was laying on the bed in a towel. The towel was lifted high, and I looked, and I said, Why do you have a piece of bologna in your privates? She said she didn't, and was mad. I kept trying to assure, assure her that she did. She beat the shit out of me. She was seven years older than I. I laid on the floor, beaten and bruised from punches and kicks. She told me more would come if I told. So quietly, I watched the elephant man. Oh, I watched the elephant man walk down the stairs with a bag on his head, somehow knowing how he felt. <clears throat> and when we saw his face for the first time, I screamed knowing I had seen two things that night that I shouldn't have. So that's fun. Oh, yeah. So, um, with, uh, all that shit, um, the fingering the mundane crowdfunding campaign, I have been like, kind of low-key putting the link for the coming soon page um in my youtube description videos um i will put it in the description of this obviously and um you guys could take a look at it um the artwork for it um actually comes from one of the my old uh, murder cult eps um i just always loved how that looked, the high contrast black and white, um, and I love flipping people off, so, um, that works out, but yeah, so, I mean, that thing is like 250 pages of solid madness, I guess, is the best way to put it, but I really hope you guys, uh, help me out on that, oh, and I was going to say, if you are a um, Patreon uh, member, or whatever you call it, um, 
and you support the campaign, there's going to be a ton of extra shit I put in for you guys, um, that, uh, no one else is going to get. So that's like, kind of like, um, secret. Probably shouldn't keep that a secret. Um, but another thing I wanted to talk to you guys about was that, um, I have been, um, now that, now that I have the room to do it, um, I've been, uh, getting back into music and doing like scratch recordings of different things, trying to figure out if I want to put a band together again, or if I want to just do acoustic stuff, um, but there's this one project that I've been wanting to do for fucking ever, like since like probably 2000, 2001. And, um, it's a concept album told in like four acts, I guess you would say. And, um, I think I'm going to do it. I think I'm going to do, I did some like, um, scratch recordings on my phone um, of those, and, um, yeah, but it's basically called Goodbye Hope, and it's about a guy named Hope, who, um, is in this fucked up town that, um, may or may not be real, and, um, he falls in love with a stripper, that he meets at a strip club. Um, but it's kind of one of those things where did he fall for her because of her pain or because he thought she was beautiful or, um, did he misinterpret her lap dance as something more kind of thing? And then it just kind of goes through, like, flashbacks of his childhood and um, him wanting to rescue this woman um, from her own life. And then uh, gets really dark and then comes up a little bit. So, yeah, so that's called Goodbye Hope. And um, the four chapters of it, I guess you would say, like, they're, like, I was gonna put them out as, like, four EPs, but, um, it's, uh, the filthy hamster wheel spins, uh, the couple named emotional insecurity, dying to live through the perfect willingness to die, and the vengeful walk from the black, um, but, yeah, so, I thought I would play one of the songs. I was just gonna, like, put it on, but, um, I don't want to fucking edit this podcast, so I'm just gonna fucking, um, play it. So hopefully I don't butcher it too much. And it is early, so we'll see how this goes. So this is, um, one of the songs on it. It's called To Be Loved By You, and, um, it's early on in it. And this is him, Hope, having a flashback of his relationship with his mother.
First thing in the morning is rough, especially when you have all the problems I have, you know, with like pipes and smoking and bills and soul crushing life, weight bringing, yeah, you know. Uh, it's the weekend up here, so, um, there are a ton of tourists making all sorts of weird noises. It drives me crazy. Um, okay, I was going to read some more stuff, but I'm going to put that off for next time because I read more out of the chat books than I thought I was going to. Um, but I kind of want to give a update. Oh, yeah, an update on Poetic Anarchy. Um, so we just wrapped up on Thursday and today's Saturday. Um, and I gotta say, um, it was so unexpected, like the things that happened in that course, like, um, the plus side is, if you remember me talking about it, I'm like, yeah, I want to do this because I want good shit to read. And 
there's just a bunch of people out there not writing good shit. And I am so pleased to say that out of the eight people who took the class, um, I'm trying to think. I think there were, no, there's three people who signed up for the class who, um, due to circumstances, couldn't start right away. And um, two of them, at least, are starting this week going off of the uh, uh, replays. So that's cool. But everybody else who participated in the course... Um, fucking killed it. Like, I am so blown away by the work that came out. Um, and seeing people's work grow. That was something I didn't think I, I would get. Because, I mean, it's kind of a short period. You know, it was like a, what, an eight-week? Was it eight-week? No, it was a four-week course. So being able to see somebody's work um, improve by leaps and bounds just in that short period of time fucking blew me away. But the thing that I didn't realize was going to happen was the connection that we all made and... um, how personal and heavy um, the whole thing became. It almost became like a therapy session. And I never had meant for that to be the case. Um, So, I don't know. It was just, it was so weird and so uplifting to, like, my fucking soul to see everyone's work and to just, like, talk to everyone um, about their work. It it was weird because like, and I'm sure everyone you ask who took the course would say the same thing. Like waiting from Thursday night when we wrap up to Tuesday, like that is a hard bunch of days when you are just so into doing the course. Like, it's like, fuck man. Um, you just really want to get in there and, um, and do it. But, um, I originally was going to just keep doing these like all the time, but I can't, um, do it all the time. Like it's a really heavy course and like, I hope everyone wants to do it. I mean, shit, but like, if you don't have like a good support system around you, like whether it be like family, your spouse, your like friends that you share openly with, I don't know if you should do this course because like all of us like dug really fucking deep and like emptied some shit, you know? And it, like, took a toll on me. It was really fucking heavy. Just, um... Reading all these people's poems and knowing that the stuff they were talking about 
is shit that they're fucking like dealing with or have had to deal with their whole life. And um, having that much like open wounds, like bleeding on you at once, it's overwhelming for me. So um, I'll do it again in September. And then after that, I'll see because like I love doing it. Like the joy I got out of it was fucking unbelievable, but it's very heavy and uh, like I, I can't unless I could like learn how to like like shut people off or like not take on their shit. Um, I, I, I just don't think I could do this much longer. So I'm going to try it again and try some different things to see if I could kind of protect myself better, if that makes any sense. But I'm going to tell you, dude, like I have like at least five new favorite poets. So, um, Oh, I can't wait. And when the Poetic Anarchy book comes out, I, I, I can't fucking wait. Because, like, you guys are going to be floored by the shit that these people are putting out. Like, seriously. Um, oh, it's so good. So, anyway. So, that was that. Um, and then, just, like, uh, update on YouTube and um, uh, Weird Mask. Um, so as most of you know, if you follow my shit on YouTube too, um, we're doing, um, Cthulhu Mythos, HP Lovecraft stories once a week and, um, Robert E. Howard Conan stories once a week. And on Weird Mask, the site, um, every weekend, oh, that reminds me, I have to post the stuff, but every weekend, um, I have, um, Edgar Rice Burroughs, um, shit, like, um, stories, and I think what I'm gonna do, I gotta see how much time I have left to do it, but, um, a lot of you from YouTube were saying you wanted to do, um, Edgar Rice Burroughs, like, read-alongs and shit like that, so, um, I think instead of just doing the Edgar Rice Burroughs weekends, um, we're going to start like really like doing like a book every month because there's a ton of Burroughs to get through. So, um, I guess we'll start with the Barsoom books, um, and then move into the Pellucidor books because those are my favorite. Um, and then I don't know if we'll do Tarzan or not. Um, maybe we will, maybe we won't, but, uh, the Barsoom and the Pellucidor books are just so much fun. So, um, we'll do those. And then, um, I guess the final thing is, cause there is something coming out in August other than everything else I said. Um, the big 25th, um, issue of Weird Mask is coming out. And instead of it being like a chapbook, like zine size, it's going to be a size like this from um, Amazon. Uh, because it's going to be like, hopefully like around 200 pages. And um, it's going to be part Weird Mask Greatest Hits. Um, there's going to be a bunch of uh, stories for people over the last 24 issues that I'm going to pull, put in there. 
there's this awesome new, um, like barbarian story. Um, and I don't want to tell you too much about it because I want to have all my facts straight, but it's, uh, a novella that, um, is going to be in there. It's going to be like, kind of like the, the head story, the lead story. Um, there's going to be poetry in there and, um, oh, I guess I should put that on here too. And then in September, um, we're also going to be, I'm going to be doing a new poetry zine called, um, the bloodshed review. So lots of stuff, but August 13th, is the release date for Weird Mass 25. So that should be really fucking cool. Um, so let me know in the comments down below or send me an email at ihatematwall at gmail.com or um, go over to Patreon under this video um, and let me know what you think about all this. And me doing this podcast, like what do you think I could do to make it better? What... Um, would you like me to talk about? Are there any topics you want me to tackle? Are there any, um, because apparently I could talk about myself for approximately 58 minutes and two seconds. So, um, let me know, uh, what you think. And, um, I don't know if I'm going to do this every week or every other week, but, um, I like this cause it, it's kind of giving me like a, like a day planner on like my life over the next couple months. So, um, that's kind of exciting for me. So anyway, um, I hope you enjoyed this and, um, yeah, I will talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye.